Bowing to demands from Democrats on May 17th, Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, named former FBI director Robert Mueller to serve as special counsel, charged with looking into Russian interference in the 2016 election. The burning question is whether that interference, which involved the hacking of Democratic computers in an effort to help Donald Trump win, went on with the knowing support and involvement of the Trump campaign. I'm Sean Zeller, and this is CQ Roll Call's Week Ahead podcast. I'm here in our Washington studio, steps from the White House, with Todd Ruger, our Justice Department reporter, and Niels Lesniewski, who covers the congressional leadership for us. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Hi. Good to be here. So, Rod Rosenstein, the Deputy Attorney General, he's overseeing this now because his boss, Jeff Sessions, has recused himself, and he was up on the Hill this week. What happened there, Niels? Well... It was going to be a uh, rough reception for the deputy attorney general uh, when he visited the Senate on Thursday afternoon until Wednesday night when uh, the announcement came down that he had signed an order appointing Mueller as a special counsel. And it was going to be rough because he had just fired the FBI director, James Comey, or provided the reasoning for that firing. And Democrats on the Hill were not pleased with him about that. They were not, and they were going to focus most of their energy on why exactly Rosenstein, after uh, being in the the job at the Justice Department for a very short period of time, had actually uh, drafted a memo uh, that was apparently for largely internal consumption but quickly released about uh, Comey's behavior during the uh, 2016 election as it related to Hillary Clinton and the now uh, infamous email server. So where we where it was supposed to stand was there. But what ended up happening was Rosenstein ended up saying very little about what exactly Bob Mueller was going to be doing. Uh, and in fact, most of the, the conversation that went on, it seems, was questions about what happens next. And uh, clearly there were not a lot of answers. Did, it, did the two big news developments come up, which were the two recent news developments, one being that Donald Trump on May 10th revealed classified information about the U.S. fight against ISIS to the Russian ambassador, and secondly, the February memo that was leaked in which James Comey said that Trump had urged him to quash the investigation into Michael Flynn, Trump's first national security advisor, and Flynn's ties to Russians. Uh, I can jump in there. The senators in there tried to ask questions about those things, and uh, what Rosenstein responded was, look, this is in uh, the special counsel's hands now. He's going to say what happens, where the investigation goes. It's so broad ranging, the possibilities. I'm not going to discuss anything uh, about what he might look into uh, right now at this at this briefing. So because of those two developments, Democrats were in a tizzy up on Capitol Hill demanding the appointment of a special counsel. And they got it in Robert Mueller, and he's a pretty well-respected guy. They like the choice. Tell us a little bit about him, Todd. Well, uh, when you're looking for somebody to run uh, an investigation or be a special counsel for something like this, I mean, this is uh, one of the bigger questions in the nation's history, basically. You've got uh, what a lot of people call an attack uh, through what Russia did in the election, uh, presidential election, and you have the possibility that the president himself act, did some sort of action that uh, that might have interfered with that with that um, 
uh, with that investigation in some way, um, with, with the firing of the FBI director. I mean, these are these are heady times. So there's very few people in the nation that are kind of qualified to take on this role. And Mueller is one of them. He was the FBI director for 12 years. Uh, he took he took the office of FBI director one week before the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. So he had a very trying 10 years, and then Obama asked him to stay on for another two while he looked right, for Right, the typical director. term for an FBI director is 10 years. Right, and so he's he's got, uh, he was confirmed to that position 98-0, and um, so he, he's got the credentials to do it, and he quit his, he actually quit his job at uh, big law firm Wilmer Hale, uh, to to take this special counsel job, and he brought two lawyers with him from that. So no partisan ties. I mean, the point of a special counsel is to be insulated from politics, and he fits the bill. Yeah, absolutely. He's got a sterling reputation, according to everybody, all the lawmakers on the Hill. And does his investigation supersede the one that James Comey was overseeing at the FBI? Well, the order that um, Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, signed says that he takes over the investigation that was previously confirmed by Comey. So he's now the one in charge of that. And and so he, he's going to be looking into specifically what it says is look into any coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia op- operatives, any other matters related to that investigation. So any actions that any any of anybody in Trump's campaign might have done in relation to that and then also prosecute any crimes that he finds in in there. And we've heard, too, that there have been grand juries convened, and they're in Alexandria, that right, federal grand juries? There have been a number of media reports that, uh, in fact, there, there may be two grand juries out there uh, in suburban Washington and Alexandria. Uh, the This really sort of came up a couple of weeks ago uh, when it became public, in effect, that the that there was grand jury subpoenas that were being issued uh, in connection with records of Michael Flynn, the former uh, national security advisor uh, and, and foreign policy advisor to, to Donald Trump. And Flynn is sort of at the epicenter of this whole matter because it is ostensibly or maybe in fact – uh, the Flynn investigation that Trump asked Comey to stop. Uh, and so to the point that, that Todd was making about how broad the uh, the mandate of Mueller is, anything that relates to that Flynn investigation is probably now in Mueller's jurisdiction. And so whatever has been going on in secret uh, in the Eastern District of Virginia presumably is now going to be needing to be coordinated with what Mueller is up to. And, and that one interesting point about that is that it's not like a whole new investigation that has to gear up and start from scratch. I mean, there's uh, not only were the FBI agents already working on it, or maybe there's some subpoenas going out, but but also the FBI and, and the intelligence committees that are investigating this on the Hill we're working together, you know, to try to make sure they weren't getting in each other's way on those investigations, and so Mueller is going to have to be in on those on those conversations again. But it it doesn't necessarily mean those intelligence committees are going to have to start from scratch, um, but they will have to work with somebody new. Right. There have been four committees up on the Hill that have been looking into this, and and Neil's. this week, Lindsey Graham, the South Carolina Republican senator, who 
is the chairman of a judiciary committee subcommittee that has been looking at it. He said basically that now that this is a criminal investigation, that's the words he used, that he was going to stand down. Is that right? That he was going to let Mueller take the lead here and his panel was going, not going to be looking at it as seriously as it was. That's right. I think we have uh, some of what uh, Senator Graham actually told reporters Thursday. It was a counterintelligence investigation before now. It seems to me now to be considered a criminal investigation. And what does that mean for the Congress? I find it hard to subpoena records of somebody like Mr. Flynn, who may be subject to a criminal investigation because he has a right not to incriminate himself. As to Mr. Comey, the former director of the FBI coming before the committee, if I were uh, Mr. Mueller, I would jealously guard the witness pool. So one of the big losers in this decision is the public. And so what you kind of hear him saying there is that some of his colleagues, uh, he also said, didn't really know exactly the extent to which the appointment of a special counsel might uh, sort of interfere with their ability to get information in public. Uh, There are questions about whether or not not only Comey will actually come and testify now about uh, his firing, uh, but there are also questions that if he does come and testify, and he probably will come and testify in public somewhere, there may be whole chunks of things or lots of times where senators or House members are asking him questions and all Comey will say, I I regretfully have to defer to uh, the special counsel. Uh, He's asked me not to answer questions about this at this time because of the ongoing investigation or something like that. There'll probably be a lot of nothing that will come out of those hearings now. Right. So that's interesting. Democrats really wanted this special counsel, but a cost of it may be that the public doesn't have any clue of what's going on because there's not going to be the same kind of revelatory public hearings that we might have expected otherwise, because Republicans, right, they are eager to let this go. The Republicans in Congress, they don't want to touch this hot potato. Uh, Well, I think it's uh, important to note, though, that the intelligence, the House and Senate intelligence investigations will continue. And uh, while there's a lot of questions about how this will affect the more public uh, ones, uh, there's really no reason to think that this is going to derail the in- intelligence investigations and those those can happen behind closed doors correct and so ultimately though the the congressional oversight function is still going and the republicans on on those committees can still press forward um but it is these more public things that that we would get to know while this special counsel is investigating that that might that that is really up in the air right now to yeah. some extent the loser in all of this um might be the the cable news ratings because you probably won't have the continuous hours of hearings that you can have on occupying daytime television that you would expect but but Todd's absolutely right that the House and Senate intelligence committees will will keep going behind the the scenes and behind locked doors. One of the interesting things that came out of the Rosenstein meeting with the senators was uh Senator Dick Durbin came out of the meeting and said that uh Rosenstein had pledged cooperation with the Senate Intelligence Committee, and uh, Durbin said that that it was Majority Leader Mitch McConnell who had asked that question. So that there's there's definitely um, the Republicans have some uh, want 
to continue their investigation. That's notable because McConnell uh, spoke before reporters on Tuesday during his normal weekly press conference, and he was asked about the latest developments in the Russia matter and basically stood by Trump. He said he'd like to see less drama coming out of the White House, but he said he didn't believe Trump had revealed or he trusted Trump's use of classified information. He wasn't concerned about what Trump had shared with the Russian ambassador. So what are you hearing from the leadership, Niels? You cover it. Well, well, the biggest matter right now is that this might give them some breathing space to get on with their agenda, at least for a while, uh, that because so much of this is going to go on behind closed doors, either at the Justice Department or and on Capitol Hill, uh, that they might be able to actually get to work on health care and, and tax reform and, and the other items on the agenda, at least for a while until... Uh, it comes time for, say, Richard Burr and Mark Warner at the Intelligence Committee or for Mueller to start making uh, public announcements. How, mu- how much are Republicans frustrated about the pace of legislative activity? They have not gotten much done in the first hundred plus days here of Trump's administration. They certainly have not. Uh, there's The frustrations, though, I would say are largely from the White House end as well, because Uh, I think the senators know how the Senate operates, and it operates fairly slowly anyway. There may be more frustrations on the House side uh, and with the White House, which is sometimes less familiar with the the glacial pace at which the Senate can sometimes operate. How about the rank-and-file Republicans, Niels? We had a number of them who were anti-Trump during the campaign. Are they trying to move away from the White House? There are uh, certainly a number of vulnerable incumbent Republicans uh, on both sides of the Capitol, but probably particularly in the House at this point, who were saying almost nothing about this whole Russia investigation, who are suddenly applauding the uh, appointment of of special counsel Mueller. Uh, So I think they are happy with the way this has progressed this week. And what about Democrats? I mean, we hear a lot of Unity, a surprising amount of unity from Democrats, considering the number of senators, 10 Democratic senators in states that Trump won who are up for re-election. They're showing tremendous unity. Are they feeling confident about the way things are going? Well, I, I think they're confident about how bad the president's approval rating is. And so there's not really a reason if you're looking at 38 to 40 percent probably approval ratings for the president for people who are in states that he won to to try and be cozying up to him. Uh, if that were to if this were to all go away uh, and the tide were to change, uh, you would probably see different actions on the parts of uh, Democratic senators. And, and I, I actually think there's one uh, upcoming thing that's going to be very telling, and that is the whoever Trump uh, nominates to be the new FBI director and the reaction from the Republican caucus on that. Because you have right now, there's a politician in the mix, uh, Joe Lieberman of Connecticut, former senator. And a lot of lawmakers are saying, well, maybe we shouldn't have a political person in this spot right now. A a political person would be very unusual. Usually this is someone not associated with a political party, a career law enforcement person. Correct. And and I mean, like for for, take uh, Joe Lieberman, for example, he's got a ton of experience in Washington, he was a Democrat, Security. became an independent, then spoke at um, 
He spoke but at the Republican for convention for John McCain. John McCain. <laughs> right. And, and I, well, I know this, that he de- dealt with a lot of national security issues and stuff as a senator, right? So he's got experience. He was the uh, attorney general of Connecticut. But usually for the FBI director position, you need somebody that has really deep federal law enforcement experience. I mean, this, these are really complex and Connecticut, and Connecticut is one of those states where the attorney general is not really so much a law enforcement job, is a job that's involved with consumer protection and, and those sorts of issues. It's not really running the state police. Right. So, you you know, you, you, you there were two other politicians uh, that I'll note here, uh, Senator John Cornyn of Texas and um, Trey Gowdy. Considered. Right. Uh, Trey Gowdy of South Carolina. They were both interviewed. And reportedly, John Cornyn was one of the, the top picks. But, you know, even Mitch McConnell has said we need somebody that's He's not the political. Senate Republican whip and a former judge in Texas. John Cornyn is. Yeah. Right. And and so even even Mitch McConnell said, look, we need somebody not political. Char, Char, uh, Charles Grassley, the uh, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, said we need somebody that's not political. We need somebody that's knowledgeable. And so that search continues at this moment. And I think that'll be a test for people like Jeff Flake uh, of Arizona and Ben Sass of Nebraska, who Both are members anti-Trump senators. R- right, they were anti-Trump senators who are but on Republican. The, right, we're on the Senate Judiciary Committee. All right, so maybe we'll find out who the new FBI director is in the week ahead. I'm Sean Zeller. Thank you for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on NPR One.